Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Bibb, and a special warm welcome to any guests or visitors joining us this day. Please know you're always welcome here at Trinity Lutheran Church. And we gather in great joy on this sixth Sunday of Easter, that is Rogate Sunday. And this is typically the Sunday in the church here where the prayer of the church is a very ancient one, one called the Litany, and we will observe that practice today. When we come to the prayer of the church or where that typically falls in the service, I'll direct you to page 288 where we'll have... Uh, than the litany as our prayers for the day. And that's noted in the bulletin before you. At this time, I'll turn your attention to the inside of the back cover of the bulletin where we have that focused on Christ section, a summary of our readings for the day. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you, Jesus says in John 16. To pray in Jesus' name is to pray as one who has been baptized. For it is in the water that he put his name upon you, claiming you as his own, making you a son of God with access to the Father. By his incarnation and crucifixion, our Lord Jesus broke through the barrier of sin which separated us from God, opening a portal to the Father. To pray in Jesus' name is to pray with faith in him as the one mediator between God and men, who gave himself as a ransom for all. Like Moses in the wilderness, Jesus is our go-between and intercessor before the throne of heaven. He was lifted up for us on the cross that we might be saved and restored to fellowship with the Father. Looking into this perfect teaching of liberty, we pray with boldness and confidence as dear children of God. And it is then as the baptized and instructed children of God that we also have the great joy of receiving the Lord's body and blood this day. And in accordance with his word, we do ask that all those joining us at the altar for this gift be either members of our congregation or a sister congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, as we are called to share in uh, one faith, one doctrine and practice as we come together receiving the Lord's true body and true blood for the forgiveness, life and salvation given therein. Our service this day is Divine Service Setting 4 as it begins on page 203. We'll now sing the first hymn. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, the giver of all that is good, by your holy inspiration, grant that we may think those things that are right and by your merciful guiding accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the sixth Sunday of Easter is from Numbers chapter 21. From Mount Hor, they set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom, and the people became impatient on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food. Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole, and if he, a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
The epistle is from James chapter 1. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away, and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religious is, religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father." His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon text this day is the Gospel reading, but we'll be looking especially at verses 23 and 24, where Jesus says... In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. You know, few things are more frustrating than not being listened to. Now, this is especially so when you're not being listened to by those who should and should want to listen to you. I mean, think about it. When there's trouble at home, one of the root causes of that trouble is almost certainly a breakdown in communication. Strife and unrest between spouses, it often boils down to one, or perhaps both, being so determined to control the conversation that neither one truly listens to the other. So also, one of the greatest complaints of children, especially teenagers, is that their parents do not understand them. Which means that they're not listening to them, and oftentimes, honestly, they're not. We're not. A problem many pastors have, and without a doubt this is often my problem, is that they simply talk too much and do not listen enough. As a result, pastors often unnecessarily press themselves and their so-called pastoral wisdom into the lives of their people, 
And what they really need to do is stop talking long enough to simply listen to what their people are telling them. Well, in similar fashion, failing to listen is a problem when it comes to prayer. If we're honest with ourselves, we don't pray as we should or as well as we should because we do not listen to God as we should. Lutheran theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer, in his book on the Psalms, he suggests that our prayers should be both formed and informed by the richness of God's word and not by the poverty of our own sinful, corrupt hearts. That's sound, healthy advice. However, I would suspect that thinking about prayer in this way, it's kind of foreign to some. Now, we piously speak of prayer as talking to God, which is true enough, but real prayer is a conversation. And a conversation is never a monologue, never one person speaking to the exclusion of the other. You see, prayer is cast and formed in that rhythm of listening and responding. And above all, we need to be listening to God, that is, reading and studying his word. But Jesus says today, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. These words are often misunderstood, and they're misunderstood in this way. It's... it's people will often think that Jesus is offering a sort of carte blanche approach to prayer. In other words, ask for anything that you want at all, and as long as your prayer is sincere and you add on that little tagline, in Jesus' name, God will and even must give it to you. This approach, is, uh, this approach to prayer, rather, is called name it and claim it. It's been popular among TV preachers for a long, long time now. And the thought is that if you pray for something by name and claim it as your own, then God is somehow duty-bound to give it to you, whatever it is. As though God were some kind of genie in a bottle who is bound to do your bidding if you know the proper incantation. Or as though God is some kind of combination lock where if you turn it this way and then that way, then boom, you're going to get what you want. It's not the way it goes. It should go without saying that this is not what Jesus means in his word today. In fact, such thinking isn't even Christian. I mean, think about it. If you are in complete control of God, then who is God? This is the kind of false thinking that can happen when prayer becomes a monologue rather than a conversation which begins first and foremost with listening to God. And again, what that means is reading and studying his word. When we think that prayer is all about us telling God what he needs to be doing for us rather than our listening to him as he describes his promises to us in his word, well, that's a problem. The solution to this prayer problem is to understand properly what Jesus means when he tells us to pray in his name. I mean, simply put, to pray in Jesus' name means to pray in faith. It means to know that you can come before the throne of grace in prayer only because Christ Jesus has gone there before you and he has claimed you as his own. And that same faith, it desires to hear nothing but the voice of God. For it is in that voice that truth and wisdom are heard. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And so also he says, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Again, the word of Jesus being the very truth itself and the basis for our knowing what will set us free. This is why we can never entrust prayer to our human hearts. You know the condition of your own heart. 
The human heart, as Scripture teaches us, is desperately wicked. And we can look to Genesis 6-5, Genesis 8-21, Matthew 15-9, John 2-24 and 25, and honestly several other places to see this. Jesus said that it is out of the heart that such things as murder, adultery, and all kinds of evil come. That is what comes from the human heart when it is left to itself. Now, as God's baptized people, you see, we are at the same time saints and sinners. We are conflicted people. And even our most pious thoughts, they're tainted by the impiety of our sinful nature. Even our most wholesome desires, they are corrupted by desires that are, well, let's be honest, far from pure. Even our most fervent and faithful prayers are still tinged with motives and wishes that are really not what they should be. You see, on this side of heaven, our love for God and our love for our neighbors, it's never going to be perfect. And this is precisely why, to pray rightly, you must listen to God first, last, and always. When Jesus asked his disciples if they were going to leave them, Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Now, knowing this to be true, what better way of praying can be found than to use those very words which God himself has given us to hear, his words of forgiveness and love, words which point us back to the reality that we belong to God, that Christ has claimed us. For it was in holy baptism that your heavenly Father, he called you by name and made you his own. You are his, and he will never leave you nor forsake you, but instead he will always care for you. That is his sure and certain promise to you. You see, God promises in his word that as we pray faithfully, that is when we pray in faith in Jesus Christ, God will hear and answer our prayers. Because of the merits of Jesus, we have been given access to God's gracious ears. How often do you stop and think about that? I mean, it's incredible. Every time you pray, you bend the ear of Almighty God, and for the sake of Jesus, He hears you as a father listens to his dearly beloved children. Again, in his book, Life Together, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, that Lutheran theologian, he describes how he taught his seminary students to pray and the difficulty that they experienced in learning this and in doing it. You see, he would give them a brief passage of Scripture, never more than a few verses at a time, and these verses were then to give shape and motivation to their praying for one week. Then he would send them off and let them experience for themselves what would happen. At the end of the week, they would get together again and then talk about how their praying had developed over that course of time. Now, when they first began praying like that, most of the students, they described how difficult it was for their attention to remain focused on the text and how they found themselves thinking about this person or that family member or this need or that problem. And Bonhoeffer said to them that this is exactly what should happen. And when this happens, he said, they should bring those people and their needs, their problems, their concerns back to the text and pray for them there. That is, listening to God, listening with the faith that he does speak to us in his word and that he will lead us to know how and what to pray. Perhaps we can say it as simply as this. To pray in Jesus' name is every bit as much a gift of grace as our salvation is a gift of grace. When you try to go it alone with your salvation, you know what happens. You're utterly lost. The same is true with prayer. Unless you listen first to God's word, unless you let the Lord first have his say, you cannot know what or even how to pray. 
So then, practically speaking, what does this mean? That's always the Lutheran question, right? Well, if you want to know how to listen and how to pray, then you need to be where listening to God's word and praying are going on. In one of the evening hymns in our hymnal, there's a beautiful and comforting stanza. This is from 886. It's the third stanza. It says, As o'er each continent and island the dawn leads to it on to another day, the voice of prayer is never silent, nor dies the strain of praise away. You see, to get right down to it, the best way to prepare for your praying is to be engaged in the praying of the church, in the divine service of word and sacrament. And that will take you right into meditation. Now, not on vague, unknowable things, but on the sure and certain word of God, which is delivered to us in the Bible, the Holy Scriptures. And before I forget, each of our own homes has, or at least should have, one of the best helps for prayer that's ever been produced. For in Luther's small catechism, rooted deeply as it is in the word of God, you have enough to listen to and to keep you praying for a lifetime. This is why in the latest revision of the explanation to the catechism, it includes a prayer, a psalm, and a recommended hymn at the end of each and every section to further guide your prayers. And so the catechism is even more clearly now what it was intended to be, not just a book of doctrine, but a book of prayer, something that teaches us to conform our prayers to what God has revealed to us in his word, the very same word which reveals to us Christ crucified and resurrected for the forgiveness of our sins. And so in summary, to pray in Jesus' name means to pray in faith. Faith which comes by hearing the word of God. And so, dear Christians, with that in mind, may God bless your praying. May it be faithful to his word and therefore fruitful in the blessing that you receive from it. In the name of Jesus, amen. The peace of God which surpasses understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Well, once again, good morning and welcome on this uh, somewhat cooler but still very beautiful spring day that we have in front of us here. I have a handful of announcements before we continue with our morning. Of course, Sunday school and Bible study immediately following worship. Uh, this Tuesday, new member class at 7 p.m. and Wednesday, workout class at 6. And then this Thursday is Ascension Day, so we will then have our Ascension Vesper service at uh, 6 p.m. Uh, so we look forward to that with great joy. And um, this will probably be the last week that uh, I have this included in here, because if it doesn't disappear by now, well, then nobody must want the honky-tonk piano. But there is a piano available in the auditorium at no cost, and please talk to Kyle if you are at all interested in that. I have a number of events coming up here, uh, the first of which being Vacation Bible School, May 31st to June 3rd. Uh, registration uh, completed on the 15th, but if you do have any questions, please talk to Danielle Deitch. She'd be happy to help you. Uh, June 5th, Faith Lutheran Church is having their 50th anniversary service with, uh, or services rather, at 9.30 a.m. and 2 p.m., so please um, uh, make yourself available for that if that is of interest to you, a wonderful sister congregation. And then June 19th, the North Star Boys Choir concert will be here. Uh, the concert will be in, in the early evening, uh, likely with a meal following. If you are interested in hosting, please talk to me or my wife, and we'll get you uh, uh, written down and noted there. Um, we do already have some host homes, but we need more. Uh, as of the 17th, we need eight more. Um, and then June 25th, there's a special insert for this. We have this Lutheran uh, early response team training coming up. All the information that you need to know about this event is here on this white insert. 
Uh, you do have to register for it. Uh, Kyle and I would be happy to help you with that registration process. Just note that it's going to feel like you're registering twice because you have to uh, have an account or create an account on the website and then register for the event that will be here. It's pretty straightforward, but if you have any questions, let us know. And then also some additional announcements this, uh, this week. Um, thanks to uh, the Trinity ladies, there's going to be a, a shower on Sunday, June 11th at 10 o'clock in the educational building with all the details provided here. I like that. It's, it's the newest bib brew uh, as we, we welcome Caleb uh, to our family. And uh, next Sunday, we'll actually be welcoming Caleb to God's family as we'll have his baptism next Sunday. And then also, uh, the Cloria books have arrived due to a gracious donation. Uh, and with the help of Thriving Card, uh, Cloria books have been purchased for uh, every family with children in the congregation. Those books, they're found uh, in the sacristy. Uh, the name of each family is on your respective bag of books, so please pick those up in there. Uh, and they're wonderful, wonderful uh, resources there. I think that brings us to the end of the announcements. Anything I may have missed? It's kind of a lot today. All right, well, God's peace be with you as you continue uh, in your day-to-day -day joy of being God's child and being able to pray in Jesus' name, knowing that your loving Heavenly Father hears you for the sake of Jesus. I'll greet you at the door.